0: Hi, everyone. This is Josh Hoffman, and welcome to another episode of Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. Today, I have Hamza Ahmed. Hamza runs a marketing agency that focuses on influencers, small businesses, and nonprofits. Welcome, Hamza.
1: Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me on your show.
0: Of course. And I'd like to jump right into it. And I just want to have you kind of tell us a little bit more about your agency and why you started with small businesses and nonprofits.
1: Uh, let me take you kind of like a background, kind of where I am right now is, so my parents actually, my, my, my uncle and my dad, long time ago, for almost five, six years had a like, uh, they wanted to open a nonprofit organization in Sacramento, this is where I'm located. Um, so they started a nonprofit organization, where they wanted to do like a community for like, Muslims, minorities, and everybody kind of goes there. Um, so this is my dad actually studied also marketing. So I was literally kind of steal his books I'm like, keep reading about them like when I was like 14, 15. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I want to be part of it. And then I started going to college and I was like, okay, college is something for me, but I don't want to finish it right now. And then this is when I started learning a little bit more about nonprofit and how much small business and nonprofit in the market right now, They don't have the ability to like be famous or known or getting enough audience just because they don't have the financial. Because they would rather put the extra money in whatever they're able to provide for their nonprofit. They would, they wouldn't want to put it for something that they'd be like, okay, whatever, you know. If someone comes in, someone comes in. So this is when I was like, I know the big businesses don't need me. They don't need marketing. They already have their team. The, the department is ready to go. But then for me, I was like, I want to be part of it because I struggled with my own, my parents' community. They would hire volunteers, but the volunteers, you know, they would come a few days, but then the next day be like, oh, I'm sick. I'm not coming in. Or you cannot help them. I can't realize enough because again, they're volunteers. But then when you have someone like a full time or whatever, it gives you a, a peace of mind of okay, like that person will take care of it. So I wanted to be that person for those small businesses and nonprofit, mostly because I was like, they needed that extra boost. You know, I'm not going to ask for much. I just want to work with you. I want to get your name out there. And having that feel of you are being contributing in something that meaningful was for me, that was it. Like that was just something I would wake up every morning, just want to do is like that nonprofit has a huge idea. It's a nice idea. I want to be part of it. Whether how or why, I just want to become part of it. So that was the, just why the reason why, I wanted to work with that type of field.
0: How did you get into like digital marketing specifically?
1: Um, so I started the business like right before COVID. So I was like, I'm just gonna be home and do it and just kind of like run it through. I opened a business, worked with few locals and nonprofits that I worked with. One of them were my family and then others were like, um, you know, supporting orphans and supporting like, you know, kids that don't have like the families that they were just unfortunately don't have enough. And then I started just small here and there, but then I started getting clients from like, Egypt I start getting clients from Canada I start getting clients I was like okay I was not ready for this so I had to like you know with, to pay pay back taxes I had to create a business I had to do, create all of that but then I was like I wanted to become a digital marketing because it's just easier and this is what I'm like this is what I feel those businesses need mostly is that social media aspect of like posting creating the content creating the hashtags creating all of those ideas and not everybody's aware of those, like, for us, like, oh, I'm just gonna take a picture, I'm gonna post it and like, let it be. But there's so much into this, there's like the behind scenes portion, which like, okay, that post worked well, that post did not work well. So I was just so fascinated with this whole concept of like, we think that one post is just a post like, whatever. But it really takes runs through like you take weeks to kind of analyze analytics and like know what's working, and what's not working. And with the TikTok coming up and all of those kind of new things, you're going to have to go with the pace because digital life is the future. There's nobody using newspapers anymore. There's nobody like go like, oh, let me go pick up my newspaper from my local store and just see what's going on. Everybody's on their phones or laptop or iPads. So this is what's just kind of like what works for me and for the future as well.
0: You mentioned uh like a post not working or working, how do you measure that? Like what tools do you use, what data do you use?
1: Um, so there's a few options here. There of course it depends on the pay and the client you're working with, but the first thing that you have the analytics on like, you know, the Facebook and the Instagram, you kinda just read through them. This is kinda of like day to day basis. And then there's like Google Analytics where you have your like your page on there, you kinda of read how many people running, you have Yelp analytics, so you have all of those analytics. You kind of have to put them into pieces. Where okay, that Yelp is accepting those type of posts, but Facebook is just kind of like, nah, I don't like this. I you know, it's not making enough views. So that was just kind of like, it's a study. Like you have to sit there and literally go through all the platforms that your client working with, and then also know what your client wants because like that your client be like, okay, I like this analytics. I'm fine for four or five views but I want to start posting only those kind of concepts. So it like, you have a whole struggle, you're trying to explain something that your client is not fully understanding. So it was a whole proves to show like, okay, we have to do it this way because that's what's working.
0: Interesting. And, and going back to what you said earlier, you mentioned you had a few customers um, in different countries. How one, how did you get your first customer and how are you getting customers in different countries?
1: Uh, to be honest i don't know <laughs> it was just kind of my name went out there i think like you know with because I, I knew how to use social media so i like i'm arab myself so i have like arab people on my own instagram my own facebook so i would keep posting about my business like hey i'm doing this you know like just sharing with people my tiktoks and all of that and then one person like oh hey i have that friend that like wants to work with the nonprofit, but like they just like working with you. I was like, okay, cool. Like just send them over. And then we started having a contract base. But the only problem with that is their mornings is my night and my night is their morning. So our submission was very hectic because like when I posted it to them or I submitted it to them, I had to like literally change my whole laptop settings on Egyptian timing because it will be posted in the right time. So it was was hectic, but it was so fun because I got to explore a different type of nonprofits and reaching out to them was i wish that one in um in uk actually in london that i'm working with right now is there are a small business they're kind of model agency they're trying to get the youth hype and everything and i'm trying to like have the same office for them here so it's funny because we try to do like zoom meetings i would have to wake up at seven in the morning in order to catch them before they start leaving work but it was Having that idea again, it goes back to nonprofit and small business that the feel of people loving each other and people actually caring about each other was just so important for me. than working in a corporate, you know, working with already high end marketing agencies that they, they don't care about who I am. They just want their work done. But me working with the small business and nonprofits, that was just the huge part of me. And truly, when you work with them, you were really like, okay, you're family. Like we care about each other at this point. I want to do better. Not because you're paying me extra. It's for like. I just want to do it for you, you know.
0: Yeah, and I want to like double click on the difference that you see between small businesses and nonprofits and maybe again like larger companies or for-profit companies. Is there anything else that you kind of see as like the biggest difference between working with those two types of companies?
1: Uh with which groups? The small and non or like
0: Yeah, like like either small businesses and or nonprofits relative to like the larger companies. Like what's the difference that you see there?
1: So So there there's big differences so from nonprofit to small business the nonprofit completely don't know what they're doing um they're too focused on like the right cause or they are just very you know uh, ambition about what the the whole point of the nonprofit like if they're an orphanage they just care about the orphanage cases they they don't know anything else but then the small businesses they are involved they would be like okay I want this product they would tell you it was w- easier for me working with small businesses because there was guidelines But with a nonprofit, it's literally like giving you like a whole plate and you have to figure out what you're doing with it. That's literally how the difference between them. Small business was more a little bit on like a path where like, okay, I want by the end of this month, I want how many clients or how many people buying my products or whatever it is. With a corporate or like big ends ones, they already have a system. It just, they're blocking you. And basically you just, they want an extra hand in there, but you're technically following what? People before you or after you were doing. Um, so I didn't like that. I was. I didn't like to be like just like filling the gap. I like to like. I want to do the gap, and then I fill it myself. Um, so that was just the difference between them for sure.
0: And is there anything that you have like really seen in the past few years, especially during the pandemic or after the pandemic, um, that you've seen change like in the marketing field within small businesses and nonprofit?
1: for sure um before when i was working with them like 2017 i would say to like beginning of 2020 they were mostly using like posts and like actual writing posts and like picture posts it would depend on the pr- 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 uh, the profile you're using but then the thing is now everybody's using TikTok. everybody's using influencers and this is when i started have to like get a networking with influencers because every single small business will come to me and be like, Hey, do you have any contact with influencers or, you know, um, generator creators or all of that? I'm like, no, they were like, Oh, okay. We don't want to worry that. I'm like, okay. Because they didn't want this post anymore. They literally wanted to, for me to get your product, give it to the influencer and contact with her about her prices and all of that. And then go back to the company and be like, okay, this is what they want to get paid for and blah, blah, blah. And this is how many posts they're going to post. This is just the future at this point. It's like that you know, UGCs and influencers and all of the aspects are the future of everybody don't care about posting on their own Instagram anymore. They want other people to post it for them. And then they kind of repost it again. Um, this is technically what I had to like change few things because even nonprofits are doing that. They would reach out like a high end person or someone that has a lot of followers and be like, Hey, do you mind coming in the nonprofit, you know, office and just do a whole, you know, story about it, or just share your feedback, feedback about it. And truly this has jumped people, followers and money to like almost 50% higher. Um, and having seen that change of everybody kind of uniting for one reason. Was I truly liked it because I feel other people be like, okay, but like you're getting under, or I mean, I don't care. It just feels like every single person, I know they want to get paid at the end of the day. Maybe they don't care about the nonprofit. Maybe they don't care about the product. But at the end of the day, they're doing this. You know, I don't know. I liked how the concept is going. Not everybody's in favor of it. But this is the future. Influencers and UGC's marketing is what's coming up.
0: And going more into the influencer stuff, um, what have you seen work and not work, or is there any like best practices, or if you can just kind of just talk about influencer, yeah, what you've seen working with influencers?
1: Yeah, so it's really a little tough with the market right now because so there's two groups at this moment. Uh, influencers has been around since almost 2013, since Instagram started, and then UGCs only started this year. Um so you you these are user generated c- content so basically you don't have to have followers to be in part of it you just create the content for you for example you need content for your own business i will just take pictures and we'll send it to you and you use it the way you want but then influencers aspects are more like i will post it on my end i will take the effort and like knowing and educating people on what's this product is about but as a UGC you don't care you're just going to take a picture here it looks nice cool pay me take it use it your way right. so what I feel is working and not working is people not understanding or not jumping on what is usually quite yet. Um, everybody's still going influencers, but you know how many influencers out there? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of influencers out there and everybody's jumping and oh, I want to become an influencer, so I want to become influencers. I'm like, cool, you want to become an influencers, but it's becoming a very huge route for you to even be known. You know, People already have their contracts with like someone for literally the past three years. Or ten years, so having that, it's becoming a little bit struggle because if you don't have enough followers as an influencer, you're struggling because when you do a contract with nonprofit or or a, uh, or a social media or a small business, you have to show them that you're working, that your followers are coming to you. So if you're a sm- if you're a influencer or your UGC. And you're not giving them at the end of the month where's the numbers and the numbers are not met. This is when the issue becomes because not enough people are educated enough on those two aspects. Even the small businesses are not. They were like, okay, cool. I'm going to send you my product. Please do it, whatever. But they actually don't understand what is the behind the scenes of that. And the influencers are just excited to get the product for free and they're going to market it for what 48 hours maximum. And after that, they will get paid while sleeping. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you also need to understand that when you jump onto a business and tell them, Hey, I'm going to help you. It's a commitment. It can't be like, Oh, because I have 50,000 followers. it. you can not promise me that 50,000 followers are going to buy my products and influencers and UGCs have to understand that. And I feel like small businesses and nonprofits don't yet jump on that. I feel like different from the big corporates already because they are very aware of the, you know, they're jumping They're faster. They're more ahead. Small business and nonprofit—they don't also understand. Like a nonprofit doesn't know what exactly they want, so they were just randomly asking influencer or UGC to do something. But they is it going to help you or not? This is the hard part, and this is where I come in. Of like, okay, you want to do that contract with this influencer, but truly, this is, has nothing to do with you. Like this influencer is famous, but it's not about how many followers. It's about how many followers that actually listen to her or actually follows what she does. Um, so it's not about the numbers anymore it's about like who is loyal and who's not basically
0: are you able to hire influencers like if you're on a tight budget
1: um so if you're a product sale or you have a retail or if whatever you can give them gifts so let's say you sell like a jewelry you give them a, a free jewelry and maybe extra i don't know like hundred dollars two hundred dollars uh if you are a nonprofit. Is nonprofits struggle with this field a little bit just because not everybody is capable of doing it for free? They'd be like, okay, I will come and drive for you, but what are you giving me back? You know, maybe a little bit more extra followers from their end, maybe a little bit more famous, like oh, this person is nice and he's doing that nonprofit, but non influencers don't really support those ideas of a free product again because the industry is huge now. UGCs, the only thing is that we like free products and we're literally doing it from home. So I will be sitting on my couch and I'll do a quick story and I'll be like, okay, please go follow this prophet or whatever. And I'll send you the video and you take care of it. I don't have nothing to do with it. I don't care about analytics. I don't care about anything. You post it. You pass it or not pass it. This is not my problem. It's become yours now. I'm just a creator. So I feel like Nonprofits have to focus on UGCs and small businesses focus on both.
0: Oh, awesome. Um, You might have just answered my next question right there, but are you able to talk through like why you would use an influencer versus a UGC strategy or do you use both? Like, can you just kind of talk through that?
1: So nonprofits, again, it goes back to the point that they're not able to afford influencers, especially influencers' prices are literally a full paycheck. Like, Double the paycheck now. They're like ten thousand dollars just for one thing. They're expensive, and as a nonprofit, you don't want to put that money in. But then, and also, you're not gonna provide them service because you're a nonprofit. There is nothing you're gonna give them. So I, I the difference is usually season influencers. They ha- there are two different groups, two different audience, two different tasks that they're gonna to need to do. An influencer that means she is gonna be taking care of the analytics. She is gonna take care of making sure you're getting your followers. She is going to come to your office or she's going to come to wherever you are. And then she will make the pictures for you. And she will take care of all this like campaign, basically. As I usually see, you are a nonprofit. You're going to reach out to me like, hey, Hamza, like I am a nonprofit. This is what I do. I'm an orphanage supporter, whatever it is. You're going to tell me the whole story. What I will do, I'll open my phone, open my video, and I'll be like, hey, guys, thank you for following whatever, whatever this is nonprofit. It's amazing. I heard about them and I want to become part of it. Am I going to post on my Instagram or Facebook? No, I'm not. I'm going to download it. I'll email it to you and be like, good, cool. Thank you. Pay me. We're done. Even if you don't want to pay me, you will go ahead and post on your Instagram or your Facebook, whatever nonprofit organization you have in platform. And I will get the followers from your end, not you getting my the followers from me. But influencers, you get the followers from me, not from you. So if you're a nonprofit, I recommend hitting on the UGCs and try to reach out to them. If you're a small business, go out for both. But it depends on your budget. If you're looking for something a little cheaper, a little bit like affordable side, go to UGCs. If you're high end and you have the money, influencers for sure.
0: That was great. Um, Before we kind of get off the influencer and the UGC topic, is there anything else that you think is worth adding?
1: Um, uh, not really. No, I feel like, you know, people need to just get a little bit more educated and not feeling scared of hitting all of those aspects. I feel like we just got used to social media platform, but truly like social media is even becoming less and less usable at this point. People just want to see real faces. And this is when the influencers and UGCs are the real faces for you. Because not every business is gonna the like, as you, you're not gonna go on your Instagram and be like, oh, this is me. Let me wear my shirt. Oh, let me hold my cup. Let me do this. You're not going to do that. So you need real faces because when there's no identity to your business, you're going to have a hard time people trusting you. And I feel identity is way more important than anything else. Whether you're a nonprofit, whether you're you know small business, you need to have an identity and you need to have a face for people to trust.
0: That was perfect. Um, to take a quick left turn, you know, if you had to teach something to other marketers, especially new marketers, what do you think it would be?
1: slow down. I will out of experience, I was just with how many people are, you know, marketing, marketing, social media, and all of that. I feel that you know, the peer pressure, but that was work pressure of like, Oh, I want to work with this. I want to work with this, trust me, you will have a lot of clients, and you're working solo, or you're working with like other two people. And having that like, Oh, I want to be like that person or that person, trust me, like, they had to go through a lot in order to reach where they at. But for us, we only see like, you know, the, the outside, we don't see the inside and, and people ha- this is how I feel for it. I, at the beginning of the first year, I had like almost 10 clients and I was literally hardly getting sleep because I had to submit the task. I signed up for it. I paid and I got paid for it. I got to have to do it. You have to slow down. It's not a, it's not a competition. If you are going to get your client, you are going to get your client. You just have to be unique. I feel everybody becoming, oh, I, I know social media. Let me open a marketing agency. Okay, cool. But like social media is not that easy. People always look at marketing and social media like, oh, it's nothing. Trust me, if you don't have marketing and social media, your business is not going to go up high. Okay. So we just have to slow down a little bit of understanding and not comp- this not competition in that field at all.
0: Awesome. Uh, and then coming to the end here, um, you know, this can be either on topic or marketing related or to be. Um, what do you enjoy talking about the most that you normally don't get an opportunity to really talk about?
1: Oh my gosh, I can't be talking about marketing right? because okay, so here's the thing, as an Arab, my parents look at social media marketing, like they happens through my whole no sleep vibes, but they were like, What are you doing? Like what is what is exactly you're doing? I'm like, What do you mean? Do you see the post on the Instagram? That's me. I did it. And they're like, Okay, but like okay, and like what and then I feel like I can sit there and explain to people marketing and social media is big deal okay guys like it's not that easy it's not like i'm gonna post and go back to sleep but like, cool let's do it there's so much into that and i feel like not everybody can understand this and people again i feel like it's just education like if you're not a doctor or a nurse in my community you're like what are you doing you know like are you okay do you need some money i'm like i'm doing just fine okay i'm I'm probably doing more than you are doing right now so no but the thing is, it's just people need to be educated a little bit more on not just like oh you have a business. Be also as a business owner, I also have to educate myself what's working for me and what's not working. Um, education doesn't stop on like oh I open a business, I have that person helping me out. Cool, let's just do it. No, you also have to reaching out. You have to be okay for you to ask for help. It, especially marketing grow really fast. Social media grows really fast. Like Instagram for the past six months, I've been hunting this. App because they change their hashtags every single day. They wake up in the morning, and be like, "I'm gonna change the hashtag," and then I have to like for a client to be like, "Okay, but this hashtag is not working." I was like, "I know it's not working because Instagram changed it," and then I have to find out another reason they stopped using hashtags and now they're using hashtags again. And three months ago, hashtags was not important. Now everybody will be like, "Hashtag is important. Please use hashtags." I'm like, "You guys, I literally just stopped using hashtags three months ago, and now I have to use them again." So. It is a very, very, very fast pace, like very fast pace. And you're not catching on. You're not going to do well. Um, you have to do it. Even if it's going to sometimes be a pain, just do it. You know, it's you're going to have to jump on it before it's too late. And,
0: and you mentioned like education. Uh, are you a reader at all?
1: Oh, I read a lot of books. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I read books. Um, I have a lot of books.
0: <laughs> then I'll try to keep this answer a little bit short, although honestly run with it if you want to. Uh, is there any books that you would recommend one, you know, on topic? So like on marketing and digital marketing, everything like that. And then any books that you recommend not, that has nothing to do with marketing.
1: Oh my gosh. Here's one thing you need to know about me. I'm terrible, terrible at names. Like I am the worst person that will say, any, I, you know, my fiance, I had a hard time remembering his name in the first six months. Okay. This is how bad it is. I have learned the means with names. I don't know the names as much. The one book that I, um, liked, um, not for marketing though i don't remember the one that for marketing was really good i have to like probably i'll just text it to you after or something but that one book was really good because it wasn't actually talking about like marketing of like um like oh please do this or plus one plus equal two it's more like you need to understand the psychology of the marketing there's a lot of psychology in marketing you know industry because you need to understand what your client wants what your audience wants and then play on their needs basically so if you need football because you're going to a football tomorrow then you're probably gonna go on amazon and be like oh football ball whatever and then this is the old algorithms where it kicks in because people freak out you know it's so funny i can tell you a story algorithms threw people off and i tell my mom will be like oh you know they're hearing us through the phone i'm like there's nobody hearing us through the phone It's all about algorithms because Amazon is connected to Instagram, connected to Facebook, connected to every single Google is connected to all of those platforms. And this is how I learned it from that book is there's nothing, no, no FBI listening to us or anything. It's algorithms is that one word you're going to use will kick into all of those uh, portfolios and all of those profiles. And then it will kick in on your Instagram and be like, Oh my gosh, they're listening to us. They're having, I'm like, no, literally it's all about algorithms. So that book was really good. It just kind of like cleared out the air of the psychology aspect in marketing. And then one book is uh, the one that not give an F or something like that. Oh, oh, how to learn of not giving an F. I don't know if you heard about that book before. No, it's really it's good. The so art of
0: not giving a fuck? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yes. 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 Yeah. That one. Yes. See, I told you, I don't know names, but yeah, I just remember that.
0: not <laughs> so that, enough that enough one yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so th- that one, I'm um, an overthinker myself. I overthink about literally the smallest thing. Like, if you took a weird breath, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I said something wrong. So that book taught me a little bit more to let go of like having to be a perfect, like, okay, you want to be perfect, it's fine, but don't let it take over you. And I feel like as marketing and social media, when we don't get to the analytics we're really hoping for, we go in depression mode. I'll be like, okay, I failed it. I failed that. I did not do well this month. I didn't get the enough views. I didn't get enough. This what I'm gonna do, and you just start into getting into that your own head. So that book was helping me while I was working. It's like it's not about the analytics. You need to like just study it, understand it, and then this is how you will be better next month. Those, so those two books for sure helped me out to calm down a little bit with everything with working and life and everything for sure.
0: And as we come up to the end of the episode, I just want to give you an opportunity to kind of mention how people can find you uh, and anything else you'd like to end with.
1: Um, Just write Ham on Google. You will get all the LinkedIn. You're going to get my page in there. You're going to get my TikTok. You're going to get my Instagram, uh, my can Twitter. Can you spell, that? Can I
0: spell that for everyone?
1: Yeah, it's H-A-M-S-A-H space A-Z-E-E-Z. So put that in Google, you will get a girl with a hijab, that's me. So just go there, reach out to me. Uh, You have my Twitter, I have my LinkedIn. I have a link tree and you can, I have a website for the UGC portfolios and all the social media and all of that. So just hit me up Um, and it was glad to be with you, Josh. It was uh, just really an honor to be here and talk to all of your followers.
0: And thank you so, so much for coming on the show. And I hope everyone has a great day. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com, where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients,
1: devnoodle.com.